0: Blog Talk Radio
1: Well good morning and welcome to Dynamic Word Bible Studies This is your host Felicia Drozier, My amazing, fabulous, wonderful co-host
2: Cross, I also have new son
1: Right? He was wondering how long that intro was going to keep going. (laughs) Amazing, wonderful, fabulous, fantastic,
2: handsome,
1: (laughs) outstanding (laughs) co-host. In case you guys
2: don't know, I'm very
0: handsome.
1: (laughs) Okay, apparently. He's also incredibly humble, can you tell? (laughs) Anyway, welcome to Dynamic Word Bible Studies. Today we have um, a really, really, really great show for you. Teaching.
0: Yay.
1: Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of like um, the backside of the coin of last week's teaching. So last week's huh. teaching, we were talking about being in freedom. This week's teaching, we're talking about operating in freedom well. Um, so uh, you know how it is. Two like, sides of the same coin. Two sides of the same coin. Um, you know, whenever you have a good thing, there could be some, some challenges that go along with it. So we're gonna talk a little bit about that. Uh we're also going to um we had a guest ca- cancellation today. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> those, things happen. those Wait, things happen? Wasn't
0: that
2: yesterday?
1: Well, I mean they yes, but it was for today's show. So um so we're gonna talk a little bit about the names and titles of Jesus, something that we do as a family. Um, you know, some people have advent calendars with chocolate in it.
2: We we j ju- we just go we just go to the table as a family, just like so.
1: We have an advent what it
2: means. <laughs> we have an
1: advent calendar with Jesus' names and titles. <laughs> Maybe I'll get some chocolate next time if you get the right answer. get some chocolate. That would be awesome. But uh yeah, like other people have like those little those little calendars and you pop it open and there's a piece of chocolate. Yeah. I would eat all the chocolate. How I? would they
2: last me the entire month? The right, I would eat all of
1: the chocolate.
2: <laughs> you know, i got to make sure this doesn't spoil. Right, right. So A little Garfield. <laughs> all right. So let's uh, cut to commercial break,
1: and we'll get started on some of our teaching, okay? Okay. <laughs> we all know that times are tough, and things are really expensive right now, so why not save... A little bit of your wallet as well as the landfill marty.com carries high quality products at low low prices sometimes up to 70% off of retail I just got a wonderful package of beef jerky for one cent sent to my house through marty.com marty.com offers high quality products at discount prices why well Sometimes products are seasonal or overstocked or packaging just changes. It's still great quality food, but it's going to end up in the landfill if we don't find some way to distribute it. And leave that to Marty.com. Now, if you want to save a little extra today, you can get $20 off your first order by going to our Facebook group for Dynamic Word Bible Studies and picking up a discount code there. So check out Dynamic Word Bible Studies at Facebook and find marty.com on our comments. You'll be able to get this free discount code. It's going to give you $20 off and it's also a great way to support our show and to keep those landfills light and to save some money on your wallet. And I'm all about saving money. So check out marty.com.
3: Have you looked at the price of Bitcoin lately? Cryptocurrencies are the hottest financial investment right now. Well, what if you can get free Bitcoin fractions by having an app on your phone or PC? Introducing Lolly, a website that rewards you with free Bitcoin pieces with your online purchases. You purchase from one of thousands of companies like Chewy, Old Navy, Groupon, and others. You get a percent of your purchase back in Bitcoin. Use my link on freedomizerradio.live or find me on Facebook for your special link to get started. Lolly, earn free Bitcoin while you shop.
4: Freaks, outsiders, weirdos, the wallflowers, oddball loser fish out of water, speak up, talk quieter. We are different. There's no arguing. It's a fact patchwork of flaws we grow and adapt. We're funky, unconventional, see life through kaleidoscope eyes. In a field full of clovers, with our four leaves, we bask in blue skies. Flaws are natural. Our imperfections, our weaknesses, our scars. There is a misfit in all of us. We just have to be brave enough to embrace who we are.
1: Well, hello. How are you doing? Hmm? How are you doing?
3: We're back with
1: me. You should know how I'm doing. I don't know. (laughs) It's kind of early. (laughs) You're tired. (laughs) It's uh, it's not that early, bro. It's nine o'clock.
2: Yeah. Oh, whoa, it's me.
1: (laughs) That would be our dramatic entry from Crossroads.
2: What?
1: So, um, so today, of course, we're going to be talking about something a little bit different. Um. We're talking about being joyful in the presence of the Lord, and like I said, we've been um, kind of chilling in Romans chapter fourteen. Um, only sixteen chapters in Romans, so we're actually kind of coming to the close of Romans. I don't know in the next couple months. We've already decided what we're doing next. Yeah, we do know we're going to do the Gospel of John. Might take I might take a couple of weeks off just to breathe. Um, <laughs> 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 just just to breathe.
2: You know, for something that only has 16 chapters, we sure have spent a whole lot of time on this. A long
1: time in this. And I've got to tell you, I was really excited. I started to get my study uh, my, my study work in and all, all my workbooks and stuff in for the Gospel of John. And they're all twice as long. So we might be a couple years in the Gospel of John. We'll see. <laughs> so last week we were talking in Romans, we were talking about how um, one of the big debates For the roman church at the time was that you had gentiles and you had um jews and they were both kind of trying to make things work well remember the jews and the gentiles they really didn't hang out together um previous to um this whole thing they they were (laughs) very separatist organizations and so there were a lot of rules that the jews were Um, used to having when interacting with Gentiles and just in general life to keep themselves clean and pure before the Lord. And so in the new early church, this is becoming a problem because the Jews think that uh, the Gentiles should behave in one way. The Gentiles are, like, coming from a whole different background, thinking that that's, you know, irrelevant. And so they're kind of judging each other, right? I
2: mean, they're kind of right. Well, basically the argument was if you're not a Jew, you have to become a Jew to become a Christian.
1: So, yeah. So so there's like this whole line of thought that you had to do all the same things that Jews have been doing for centuries. Right. Um purification rights, eating clean foods, things of this nature. Um and so there's there's this debate that's going on amongst them, but on top of the debate, it's really getting in the way of fellowship because The fact of the matter is that we're supposed to be in fellowship, whether or not we agree. So let's read our key scripture. Um, We're going to read Romans 14, uh, 13 through 23. So chapter 14, starting in verse 13. And our key verse here is really going to be uh, verse 17. So um, picking up in Romans 13. Therefore, let us not pass judgment on one another any longer, but rather decide never to put a stumbling block or a hindrance in the way of a brother. I know that I'm persuaded in the Lord Jesus that nothing is unclean in and of itself but it is unclean for anyone who thinks it is unclean. For if your brother is grieved by what you eat, you are no longer walking in love. By what you eat do not destroy the one for whom Christ died. So do not let what you regard as good be spoken of as evil. If the kingdom of God is not a matter of for the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating or drinking, but of righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. Whoever thus serves Christ is acceptable to the Lord and approved by men. So then, so then, let us pursue what makes for peace and for mutual upbuilding. Do not, for the sake of food, destroy the work of God. Everything is indeed clean, but it is wrong for anyone to make another stumble by what he eats. It is good not to eat meat, drink wine, or do anything that causes your brother to stumble. The faith that you have, keep between you, you and yourself and God. Blessed okay. is the one who has. Well, oh, we're going to 23. Yes. Okay. So we're going to 21. Thank you, though. Uh, blessed is the one who has no reason to pass judgment on himself for what he approves, but whoever has doubt is condemned. If he hears, or sorry, if he eats, because the eating is not from faith for whatever does not proceed from faith is sin. Okay. So that was, that was kind of a lot of words, right? Lots of words. Lots of words, lots of words. Lots of important words, though, so. so I hope you guys are paying attention. Okay, so here we're back to talking about this whole, like, clean food and unclean food thing, right? Right. Um, now, remember uh, – this was like this huge issue amongst the people of the early church. And it sounds like he is, it sounds like Paul is in agreement with Jesus' teaching that appears in Matthew fifteen 11. Let's
2: see if we can pull that up really quick. Uh, This is Jesus talking, says in red. Uh, what goes into someone's mouth is not defile them, but what comes out of their mouth. That is what defiles them.
1: Okay, so he's talking about in here, and this again is in sharp contrast to what the law has stated, because the law has all these different rules about what is supposed to go into your mouth, and that what you eat can defile you, but what Jesus is saying is that it's not necessarily what you're eating that's defiling you, it's what's coming out of your mouth. Now, of course, he's not talking about like, you know, vomit or something like that, he's talking about the words that are coming out of your mouth, those are a reflection of your of your heart, right? Mm-hmm. And so... Um, when you're talking, when you're speaking, it is showing the evil that is within you, okay? Um, he also seems to agree with Peter's vision, which, of course, he spoke in the vision as well. Uh, now, we talked about this last week. It was Acts 10, through 16. Did you want to read that real quick? Sure. Do it right here and super loud because your voice is steeper now and it's harder to hear.
2: He became hungry and wanted something to eat. While the meal was being prepared, he fell into a trance. He saw heaven open and so, something like a large sheet being let down to earth by its four corners. Man, he fell into quite a trance there. <laughs> he, it contained all kinds of four-footed animals, as well as reptiles and birds. Then a voice told him, Get up, Peter. Kill and eat. Surely not, Lord, Peter replied. I've never eaten anything impure or unclean voice spoke to him a second time. Do not call anything impure that God has made pure. This happened three times and and immediately the sheet was taken back to heaven.
1: So just like every man, when Peter goes into a trance, he's dreaming about food. Is that how that works? Or sleeping. Or sleeping. (laughs) Okay, so Paul states that contrary to the many legal obligations and laws of Jesus, now our faith makes us clean. Um, Not what we do but our faith alone the law was instituted to set israel apart from other nations so that they were available to do the ministry that god had for them and sin had always been this barrier between god and his people so it was necessary for the jews to be ever mindful of every sin to atone for them with a sacrificial lamb who died in their place Now, with Jesus, of course, being that ultimate sacrificial lamb, and since he's come uh, and with him died, all the sin, past, present, and future of all those who trusted in him would ever commit. So there's no longer this need to be so concerned about every little sin, um, because what they would actually do is they they would... turn in the Lamb, and they would confess all their sins on the Lamb, and and only the sins that are confessed on the Lamb are the ones that the Lamb can pay for, right? Mm
0: -hmm.
1: So Jesus has already paid for it. So obviously we won't be mindful about confessing them and and acknowledging them before the Lord, but um, it's already been dealt with, right? Um, So what does our faith have to do with whether or not something is clean or unclean? So think back to that Garden of Eden, Okay. There was nothing innately bad about eating fruit. Do you like to eat fruit?
2: I do like to eat fruit.
1: Is it good for you? Yeah. Does your mom make you do it a lot?
2: You make me eat vegetables a lot.
1: Yeah, and but but you like to eat fruit.
2: I like to eat fruit, fruit, or okay. better than vegetables.
1: So so fruit is
2: good and it's good for our you. Our carrots are really good.
1: Okay, so 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 fruits are good, and they're good for you, right? Right. So there's nothing innately bad in eating fruit. So, when we're talking about Adam and Eve, Garden of Eden, they ate the fruit of the knowledge of good and evil, right?
2: Was, we do have something like that today. <laughs> right. But was eating fruit bad? No. No. It was just that one fruit.
1: It was just that one fruit. Was that one fruit the corrupting force? Yeah. And so, like, I don't really know. Like, let me be honest here, okay? Jesus says, not what goes into my mouth that defiles me, but what comes out of my mouth. Okay. So I don't know if it was that the fruit by itself was a corrupting force, right? It opens up our mind to understand the the nature of good and evil, right? Um, Or if the corrupting force was our sin, okay? So the sin was working in disobedience to God and wanting to do things our way rather than trusting God.
2: Maybe it was like, I envision it in this way because, like, the fruit would be like Something bad that needs batteries, and the sin that made it necessary would be the batteries. So it's just powering up the knowledge of good and evil. So
1: I don't know. Like I'm, I'm just like I'm working through this right now. Still, okay. What I'm saying is that that even if the fruit had not been okay, so so perhaps the fruit when you eat it is like arsenic to a to a one drop of arsenic to a whole glass of water corrupts us, okay. Um, But even if it hadn't been, just the action of rebellion, just the action of disobedience, that was it. Just the action of trying to poison your friend. Right,
0: right, right, right.
1: But just just that action of of working against what God said, that's it. So that was corrupting in and of itself. Does that make sense? Um, And then acting upon it, of course, okay? So, like, uh, it, it's not sinful for me to think about something. It's sinful for me to act on it, right? Right. Okay. It's sinful for me to continue to dwell on it. So the corrupting force of sin for people who are in relationship with God is that heart of rebellion um, and, and potentially also the action of sin, right? Potentially also like whatever it is that we're doing. Um, so there, there are things that are like that. Um, the Bible talks about uh, you know, like, sex outside of marriage is being something that corrects the whole body. You know what I'm saying? So, so there are things that are like that. Um, but that the initial act is just acting in rebellion against God. Um, taking liberties where you have faith that God has asked you not to go. In other words, it wouldn't have even been, been necessarily, like, active rebellion if they had eaten the fruit of the knowledge of good and evil, but they didn't know they weren't supposed to. Do you see what I'm saying? It's an act of rebellion because they knew that they weren't supposed to, and they did it anyway. Um, Now, I'm a mom, and as such, there are are different punishments for my kids, let's put it this way, (laughs) different consequences for my kids, Based on how actively they are rebelling, if they are not in active rebellion and they've just made a mistake, well, there's going to be some consequences, perhaps, to keep them from making that mistake again. But how much harder are the consequences if it was a situation where you were actively rebelling against me?
2: <laughs> I'm more serious. It's
1: going to be super more serious, right? Um, because because that's that's just a whole different thing. Um, so, so the faith part comes in. If I think that God says this is okay for me, it's okay. Well, that was that was my dog yawning because he's happy right now. <laughs> um, if uh, if I think that God says it's okay, then I'm not acting in rebellion. Do you see what I'm saying? But if I think that God has said that this is not okay for me then to move forward in that is an act of rebellion. Um, So how does God want us to live with such contrasting views? Some people have um, expressed a wide variety of freedom in their walk with Christ, and other people are um, still very, um, have have some rules set up for themselves to protect themselves. Um, So let's face it, it, it's way easier to live amongst people who just act and think the way that we do people who share all of those same values. But our high calling in the church is to love one another. Um, We can see this when we look at uh, the book of John, chapter 13, uh, verses 34 through 35. Did you want to read it. You're
2: you're so good. Yeah, I actually pulled it up beforehand. Cool. I pulled it up like 10 minutes ago. Okay, cool. Uh, Let's read it for us. A new command I give you. Love one another, as I've loved you, so you must love one another. By this everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. This is Jesus talking. Awesome. Okay.
1: So the the point is that we're supposed to be loving one another, right? Right. So Paul tells us two different ways that we're supposed to keep these differences and personal convictions from interfering with the work of the church and the mission of the Great Commission. Do you want to hear what those two things are? The mission of the Great Commission. Mission of the Great Commission. (laughs) All right, so um, the first one is that we're supposed to let God be the judge. Um, So if we backpedal here to Romans, I'm going to pull it up because I still have it open here in my Bible, um, to verse 12. So this is actually where we ended last week's study. Um, We're going to see this point. So then each of us will give an account of himself to God. So that means, you know what that means to
2: give an account? Um, isn't it like kind of like the Gospels, Matthew mark and John?
1: That was a good guess, but no, it
2: really means the answer
1: to. So um, let me give you an example. Let's say that you go out with a couple of your friends and you hang out all night, okay, and then maybe you come home 30 minutes late. You walk in the door, what's going to happen to you? I not not that not, <laughs> not gonna get smacked
2: around. Okay, what's gonna
1: happen to you? You're gonna be in trouble, right? I
2: did get an hour and a half lecture on what I did wrong, and then thirty minutes going into what punishment you should do, and then fifteen minutes talking about the punishment. Okay, before all that, what, what, <laughs> what's
1: gonna happen? Before all that, what's gonna happen? I don't know. Son, where were you? What were you doing, right? And then you're going to have to come up with your story, right?
2: Was that a Bible study?
1: Okay, okay. Well, if you're at a Bible study, you might get a little bit more slack, right? <laughs> if you were like, oh, we were playing video games and I just lost track of time. Oh. Oh. Okay, that'd
2: be the truth. That, that
1: might be the truth, but, but you might get in some trouble there. Okay, so here's the thing, is that that's called giving an account. You're going to tell me what happened, right? Right. So for us, we are going to have to give an account for ourselves about how we act, okay? This is where our personal conviction comes in, okay, is that when I have a conviction that maybe I'm not supposed to do something, the Lord spoken to me and said, no, no, this is not okay for you. I'm not operating in faith. I'm operating in what I feel like is rebellion, Okay. So for me, I'm going to use that whole rated R film thing, okay? Probably fine for other people. The Lord spoke to me early on into my walk saying this is not really fine for me, okay? So other people can indulge in that place and that's safe for them. The Lord asked me not to do that. So if I start going off and watching all sorts of films, I start start binge watching horror movies, okay, well, I'm not doing that in the freedom of Christ, am I? No. No,
2: because I know what God told me. I'm not doing that in faith. I'm doing that in rebellion. I can't imagine you actually watching an r movie intentionally. Well, yeah. So, so um, like, even with, P- with those Marvel PG-13 movies, you're like,
1: Ugh. yeah, I I don't like I don't like hearing cursing. I don't like the violence. So, but I would have to. Who am I going to answer to ultimately? Are my friends at church going to be like, oh, I heard you ro- watch that movie? No, they don't care. Right? Who am I going to ultimately answer to? God. God. Each of us has to give an account to God. Just like if you came home 30 minutes late from your friend's house, and you'd have to explain to us, where you been? What you been doing? Why weren't you home on time? Right? Now we have to have have an account that we're going to give to God as well. Okay? Um, God's the one who knows our hearts, and he'll ultimately judge our actions. We can also trust that just as God guides us, he will also correct others if he has a mind to. So we don't have to go around pointing out to other people what they should and shouldn't do. Um, God can absolutely take care of that just like he's done for us, right? Have you ever had God tell you something like, hey, bro, you you need to not do this? Um, Or does mom catch it before God does?
2: (laughs) Okay, most of the time that's the case. Okay, okay. But, um... At camp, he was like, uh, we, we, were, we were like packing up and leaving, and I heard him, uh, at worship, our, our final worship, yes, what? At our final worship, oh, that's what he wanted, <laughs> he wanted me to pet him. Uh, at the final worship, he was just like, okay, so I need you to listen, monk. Okay, I'm listening. And he's like, okay, you can't take any of this home with you. You can't take the worship team home. You can't take the schedule home. You, you, you've gotta you gotta get into the word and I'm like, Okay, what does that mean? He's like, You can't just go to camp, feel like you're changed and then go back to your regular lifestyle. That's not how this works. And so uh he's like, you need to like uh start getting into the word more so Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. So he told you to be in the word. So
1: if you weren't in the Word you know, maybe if maybe if I woke up and and um I hadn't heard that specific thing from the Lord, like, right like the history of the church. Not everybody had a Bible, right? We we are blessed to have access to a Bible, right? So if I hadn't heard that from the Lord, maybe it wouldn't be sin for me to just get up and go about my day. But for you, you already heard from God, right? Right. So you know when you're not doing that, that for you is a problem, okay? Um, So number two, how do we love others in the church? Uh, We're not supposed to cause others to stumble. Mm. Now, Um, this is really interesting because really what it is, is now he's shifting our priority. He's saying, yeah, you're free to do whatever you want to. As long as the the Lord hasn't convicted you, you are free to do whatever you want to. But remember, y'all, the priority is to bring people to faith and to help our brothers and sisters in faith. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um... Our priority is to make sure that the people who know Jesus are able to continue to love Jesus. And that's what's important here. So if something that you're doing is causing a problem with a brother or sister in Christ, don't do it around them. No, we're not responsible for the sinful thoughts or actions of others because we're going to look again here at that verse 12. They're going to give that account to God for themselves. Right. Right. Okay, however, um, we're also supposed to be responsible for our own actions, okay? Um, so if we're aware of our, that our own actions is causing a brother or sister to stumble, it's now our responsibility to, to rein in our behavior as much as possible and to honor them and God.
0: Okay, now I have to have –
1: sorry, our dog is being extremely needy right now. <laughs> okay, so I have a couple of little examples that happen a lot during church. Okay, um, the first one I'm thinking of is um, alcohol. Oh yeah. You've okay.
2: Always been talking about how some people drink and just some people drink. I don't drink. Okay, but we're we're gonna go off on
1: a on a tangent here. We're gonna pretend like I did. We're gonna pretend like I felt like that was fine for me. Okay, now. If I am at a church gathering, okay, um, some people celebrate with alcohol, but if somebody who was there was a covering alcoholic, I would choose not to drink and not to serve alcohol to anyone, because we don't want to cause that person to stumble. Does that make sense? Right. And then I'll cause them enough to stumble, because they're going to be like, oh, well, this poor guy. Right? So now, now I'm going to talk about something that's super unpopular, Okay. Like, this, this might get me hate mail, right? This, is, this, this one might get me hate mail, okay? Let's talk about modesty and dress, okay? Because modesty and dress is a huge thing. There was this whole modesty culture for a while where girls were told that, you know, um, they had to be ashamed of their bodies, they had to cover them a certain way, otherwise they were causing boys to stumble. This is the verse this comes from, Okay? So let's talk about this for just a second, because um, if you look at verse 12, is it, whose responsibility is it if I stumble? Well, it's mine, predominantly. I'm the one who has to give account to God for my actions, right? Mm -hmm. I'm the one that has to give account for my actions, and that's a problem, okay? But... At the same time, if I as a lady know that something that I'm doing could potentially be causing someone to stumble, well, that's also my responsibility to refrain from doing it. And so there's a happy medium there. I'm both responsible for how I respond to my own um, temptation, right? But I'm also responsible as a Christian to try not to lead others into temptation, so it's a balance. Makes sense.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I really feel like modesty is an issue of the heart. Uh, a lot of times, you know, um, if if you're dressing a certain way to obtain a certain kind of attention, that's in and of itself. Um, but that doesn't necessarily mean there's anything in particular that needs to be hidden from um, from view in the figure of a woman necessarily. Um, except that, you know, we want to be careful to, to not make others stumble. So it's really, really this fine line. Pray about how you're dressing. Just the same way that you would pray about it if there was an alcoholic in your midst and you were planning on drinking. Um, you know, do you want, are you, are you going to want to do something that's going to cause them to have an issue? Um, so the point is that the kingdom of heaven isn't just about do's or don'ts at all. That's really the key. It's really about every thought, every action should be really surrounded by, is this advancing the kingdom of heaven? Is this causing a problem for my brothers and sisters in Christ? Or is this benefiting and encouraging and uplifting my brothers and sisters in Christ? So it's no longer really about my personal freedom and what I can do, but about what is going to benefit the mission of the kingdom of heaven. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. So that's really the new kingdom dynamic is not, you know, basically he's saying don't worry about this little situation here, this little, you know, yeah, yeah, you have freedom, but that's not what this is about. This is about advancing the kingdom. Um, We're benefactors of a new present dynamic in the life of God's people. Here are some of the things that we enjoy on earth when we act in loving ways to our brothers and sisters. First of all, righteousness. We owe our right standing before God to the completed work of Jesus Christ on the cross and nothing that we have or have not done. So none of these issues have to do with whether or not we're righteous before God. This is just a matter of how we properly love our neighbors as ourselves, right? Uh, Number two, we have peace. No matter what happens here on earth, we can rest easy knowing that our next home is in heaven with God. Since we're no longer at odds with him, we know that. He will be there for us when times get hard. And number three, we can have joy in the Holy Spirit. Since the fall of man, people have wanted the kind of restored relationship that we enjoy with God. Our bodies are now his temple, his physical dwelling place, and the place where heaven and earth meet in the present moment. God wants us to stop worrying about what other people are doing, um, and the kingdom of God is just built all about being in loving relationship with him that's where we're at pretty cool right Yep. so that's kind of that opposite dynamic of what we talked about yes or last week um instead of just talking about what freedom we have just remember that the freedom that we have is all meant to be expressed towards loving jesus and loving others as ourselves and when we're not doing that then we have to investigate what we're doing all right So, I think it's time to cut to commercial. Yep. All right. Well, we'll see you guys in just a little bit. We'll come back and we'll talk about the names and titles of Jesus. It'll be fun.
3: Have you looked at the price of Bitcoin lately? Cryptocurrencies are the hottest financial investment right now. Well, what if you can get free Bitcoin fractions by having an app on your phone or PC? Introducing Lolly, a website that rewards you with free Bitcoin pieces with your online purchases. You... Purchase from one of thousands of companies like Chewy, Old Navy, Groupon, and others. You get a percent of your purchase back in Bitcoin. Use my link on FreedomizerRadio.live or find me on Facebook for your special link to get started. Lolly, earn free Bitcoin while you shop.
5: Did you know that every time you swipe your debit card... Those behind-the-scenes transaction fees make the big banks even richer? In 2016 alone, these fees added up to $60 billion. Yes, that's billion with a B. Well, what if there was a way to have the convenience of a debit card, but reroute those fees from the banksters to organizations actually doing good in the world? Organizations that protect the environment or feed hungry children? What if your swipes could literally change the world? Well, Groundswell SPC has found a way to do just that. We've designed a Visa debit card program that shares transaction fees with your favorite cause. Groundswell partners with nonprofit organizations that promote the card to their supporters. Their supporters then use the card to power the mission of the nonprofit. It's a win-win-win for everyone, except the big banks, of course. Groundswell is about to launch its first cards into market, and we're inviting you to be part of this movement as an investor in the company. Go to WeFunder.com backslash Groundswell card to learn more. Set up a free WeFunder account and invest in Groundswell today and get your money on mission.
4: Freaks, outsiders, weirdos, the wallflowers, oddball loser fish out of water, speak up talk quieter we are different there's no arguing it's a fact a patchwork of flaws we grow and adapt we're funky, unconventional see life through kaleidoscope eyes in a field full of clovers with our four leaves we bask in blue skies flaws are natural our imperfections, our weaknesses our scars there is a misfit in all of us we just have to be brave enough to embrace who we are.
0: All
1: right, guys. Well, welcome back. Uh, we're so excited to be here oh, again.
2: Yeah. Uh, this is your host, Felicia Drozier, my co-host. Cross. And to be clear, we did not leave. We're just happy to be back live.
1: Right. We right. <laughs> were just sitting here listening
2: to the funky little commercials going on, right? So,
1: um, today, we were supposed to have a guest, sure. but she had a meeting creep up. I
2: guess she did. So, that's a problem, um, that but fine. that's okay. We found something to do last minute. That's why you have me. I'm back.
0: Yay! Yeah!
2: I'm so excited where i was
1: back. She's the best. Now, she was just on a trip, too, so we're not just excited that she's back on air, but we're actually really excited she's back home, because she got home late last night, and she was so tired, we didn't get to snuggle with her and love on her too much, but um, we're excited that she's back here with us, because we love her so, don't we? Yes. Yeah. Poor Caitlin's not the same when you're gone.
2: She she was sleeping on the couch. She was sleeping on the couch very sad. Why is she sleeping on the couch?
1: Because it was lonely in her room and then at least she could be with the dog. Oh my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) She's
2: going to be one of
6: those people that has their dog sleep in their bed with them. Absolutely she will. Her husband's going to be like, what about me? She's like, and? That's already already predetermined that
1: if you move out, the dog's moving into her room. Yeah, now. That's where she is. That's where she is. So today we're going to talk about. So this is kind of a fun activity because Mariah's here, and this is actually one of the things that she likes best about Christmas. Christmas. Yeah, we talk about the names and titles of Jesus. Oh yes, that's right. And we we're talking about how other people have Advent calendars with chocolate in it, but instead we talk about the names and titles of Jesus because we're the we're those people. <laughs> Let's you get that out of the Christmas
2: box?
1: Oh, it's been it's been here, but I can't find. There's a couple of cards missing, so. Um, If we get to the point where we run out, I will look. um, I have some other titles pulled up on my phone. and we will go over ones that we didn't go over. So let's talk about um, references, these titles to Jesus um, that are attributed to Jesus. Sometimes they're names for Jesus, but most of the time they're titles. So um, let's talk about the word. He is the word.
2: I know what verse that's
1: from. What verse is that from?
2: That verse is from John 1. Um. Mm-hmm. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God.
1: So John, we're just starting out with John 1, 1, and it continues from there, right? Yep. Okay, so that that's a reference. Now, before we move on, can we just mention how cool that reference is? It's one of my very favorites. Oh, my gosh, that is
2: one of the, my favorite parts of the Bible, is just the introduction to John. Right, and it refers, it's a parallel, right? It was written very,
1: very intentionally by John to reflect what book? Um, Genesis. Genesis. So if you look at the first chapter of Genesis, a creation story, it's written in a parallel language to emulate Genesis so that the, the point that you're supposed to take away is that Jesus was ever present from the beginning of creation. Right? Yep. Okay, cool. All
2: right. The second one is I am.
1: I am. Now, this is interesting because I think that we normally think of I am being what the, the, the specific name of God Himself, right?
2: Yeah, Yah Yahweh. Um, okay. some people call it Jehovah, but in the Exodus story, uh, it says, um, Moses said to them, what What shall I say? If they ask me the name of the God who sent me, and he says, uh. Well, first eh, he says that this, eh, yeah,
1: right. So first he says the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And then he says, I am, right? He said,
2: well, first he says, I will be, which is eh, yes, yeah, in Hebrew. And then he he tells uh, Moses uh, the version he should use, because only God can say, I will be. But uh, he tells Moses uh, the version he should use, which is Yahweh, which means in Hebrew, he will be.
1: Okay. so So here's an interesting one, okay? So... Um, the the contextual purpose of this is is I am this is God's perfect name right so whenever we see Jesus invoke this we usually see a very violent reaction by the Pharisees (laughs) right and so I kind of have this theory and I'm going to have to ask God when we get to heaven if I'm right because I don't have um, like I I don't have a way to to prove this okay because all the New Testament was written in what, what language all of the New Testament was written in Greek. Right. So it's recorded it's in Aramaic. No, Greek. So Aramaic is like Daniel. There's one other prophet and I can't recall which one on top of my off the top of my head. Can you Maria? Uh, just, but I know Daniel was written in Aramaic. Okay. But uh written in Aramaic. no. So so here's the thing is that Aramaic is the common language that's used by, like, you know, all the people in Jesus' time in his region, okay? So we can presume that he was speaking Aramaic. However, there's also this question of the temple language, okay? So they speak, like, if I'm talking to you guys, they're, they're speaking in their common language, which is Aramaic, but when they go to the temple, just like today, if, if Jewish people go to the temple, what is the temple language? What What language is used in the temple? Hebrew right so I have a suspicion that but you can't prove this that Jesus is talking in Aramaic right but then when he's using this name he's using the Hebrew word do you see what I'm saying but we can't tell because it's all recorded in Greek so that's one of my questions I'm gonna be like so hey did you say it in Hebrew bro um, and the reason I feel like he probably did say it in Hebrew is because of that very, very violent reaction that he gets because he's invoking the name of, of the almighty God in heaven uh, towards himself. Um, this is one of those claims to God when people say, oh, well, Jesus never claimed to be God. Uh, that's where he did it. And if you ever want to know.
6: I am the capital G God. <laughs> right. First name basis right we right have, right we have a listener
1: hey it's good, good to see you how are you today um you can feel free to uh comment in the chat so the next one that we want to talk about is the mediator
2: the mediator see that is, is mediator. from job
1: so job asks for the mediator right but we actually see other places in the new testament where paul referring to job says that he's the
0: mediator i
2: know i just okay. said that was
4: from job but you're
2: right yeah <laughs> job, job asks for a mediator, right? He because says, a mediator was someone who made the decisions. It's kind of like a judge in the courtroom.
1: Well, it's a judge in the courtroom, but it's somebody who is like an impartial party between both sides. You know what I'm saying? So
6: hey
2: there, well, thumbs up to, you to you too. Up Northwest
6: Media. He's the guy between me and God. Right, right, right. So, so,
1: um, God being the judge, the mediator kind of comes and goes between and tries to strike a deal that that works for both of them um so yeah good good call on that okay kind of like a real estate agent does kind of but but so a mediator so i've used a mediator before okay when i've had to go to court like i would have my lawyer the other party would have their lawyer but then we would hire this impartial party who understood the law that they weren't on my side they weren't on their side they just weigh the options and say who is the guilty right party. so we all kind of meet together They're not even seeing who's the guilty party. We're meeting together to see if we can strike an agreement that works for everybody so that one person isn't unjustifiably punished or put out.
2: Next one is Emmanuel. Which means?
1: God with us.
2: God with us. Yes. Okay. So, Emmanuel, God with us. I actually have a friend, and this word helps me remember his name because he has a very unique name. His name is Ewell. It so is I think of well. Emmanuel. Got it. Got it. Got it. So, um Which basically just means uh with us,
0: but with us. <laughs>
1: right? Okay. So, so Emmanuel, God with us. Uh why is Jesus given this title?
2: Um
1: because yeah. Because yeah? Yeah. I don't think that's a very good reason. It's not a very complete reason. <laughs> Jesus is given this title because he is God incarnate. Right. right? God becomes a man and he dwells with us. Okay. Um this one too, here we go. The cornerstone.
6: Ooh. Right? Matthew. Okay, tell us about that. Um, he's the cornerstone of the church.
1: Mhm. So the cornerstone is like the, the part of the building that um secures up the foundation.
2: Right, like when you told Peter, you're the rock in which I will build my church.
1: Right, right, right. So so Jesus is the cornerstone in which the church is built on. Um, so we become like these little bricks that are all dependent on the one presence of Jesus, the cornerstone, cornerstone, um, in order to be able to build up this church. Okay, want that one.
2: Bread of life. Yum. <laughs> Great, now I'm thinking about toast. Thanks a lot. Um, so this is... Actually, from John, one of the seven I am statements that Jesus made about himself, one of them was, I am the bread of life.
0: Yes.
1: So I always think of that as a reference to Israel being in the desert and manna falling from heaven. It was literally like the sweet honey bread that came from heaven. And um, so the reference is that Jesus is God's provision and nourishment for us that has come from heaven. Literally, the thing that's going to sustain life in the desert, in the wilderness,
2: and also something I also think of when I think of bread of life is when he was talking with the woman at the well, uh, when he said, uh, "If you drink from this well now, you will be thirsty later," and he says, "I am the water of life." So that's probably that that line. That's that's probably coming up pretty soon. Okay. Right. Um, And I I always think of like that's like the same basic idea like bread, water, both you need both to live. Right. I am currently thinking that any listeners are probably thinking that we just have the most
1: amazing, fun, uh, r- raucous Christmas ever. Yeah. <laughs> Folks, this is what we do for Christmas. I don't know what to tell you. I'm glad you get one of these. <laughs>
2: We're
1: a riot. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's go for another one there. Um, the vine. I, one, the vine. I am the true vine. Okay, 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 so... Another one of the seven I am statements. Right, apart from me, you can do nothing, right? I am the true vine. Um, You are the branches. Yes. So, um, we bear fruit because we are connected to to the true vine. Pretty cool, right? Okay, okay. Go ahead. And then, glory of the Lord. All right. Every time I see this card, I always think, it's like that old song. With the glory of the Lord rise that's, that's like before your time, huh? Yeah. Yeah, that's okay. I'm not a very good singer either, so I'm not going to keep going on that. But um, the glory of the Lord, okay? So uh, Jesus shines his glory, right? Anybody know the specific scriptural reference on that?
2: Glory of the
1: Lord. The glory of the Lord. I don't remember. I
2: don't remember. I think, I'm taking a wild guess. It might be somewhere else, but. In um, Ezekiel, there's uh, where he had a vision, and he said, "The I'm unworthy because the glory of the Lord is shown upon me."
1: I want to say that was Isaiah,
2: but I don't remember. Hold on, let's. Oh no, you're right. That was Isaiah. Let me fact check that real quick.
1: She's gonna fact check me. No, I might be wrong.
2: (laughs) No, that was me. I said that.
1: Okay. Okay. I may actually be even in the wrong translation to be able to find this right now. So um, We're checking. We're fact-checking. I'm not finding it on a quick fact-check. If you guys come up with it, let me know, okay? Um, but, yes, I would say Thank that you. Jesus is definitely, he, he definitely glorifies the Lord, so let's put it that way. Man of sorrows.
2: Man of sorrow. Man sorrow. very interesting because uh, the one verse Jesus wept is the only time I can remember Jesus being said. So um, this is an Old Testament reference. Um, um, I don't know if Mariah
1: happens to know the exact one for a man of sorrow. Oh, I do. You do? I, yeah. Man of
2: constant sorrow.
6: <laughs> <laughs>
2: so um, I know it. okay, it's what from is- um Isaiah. When he was talking about the Messiah, uh, he said he will be a man of sorrows, familiar with pain and
1: rejection. So um, that sounds about right. I, I wasn't 100% sure that it was Isaiah, but I'm not going to fact check you right now. I
2: think it was Isaiah 41. Okay. Um,
1: 41 something. There's there's a lot of Isaiah there. You gotta, that, that's, not full, that's not a full address, <laughs> That's a, that's a very meaty book. Right. Not, not a full address. But, but to the point, um, yeah, man of sorrows, acquainted with um, pain and rejection, yes. So, this is talking about the suffering Messiah, which is um, an interesting reference because um, a lot of people thought that he was just coming as a conquering king, but that wasn't necessarily so.
2: No.
1: Okay. Um, Alpha and
2: Omega. Alpha and Omega. Yes, so he's the beginning of
1: the beginning and end. We know it in English as the beginning and the end. But if I was going to say this really in English instead of saying the alpha and omega, which sounds very very um, churchy, okay, seems very sophisticated. This is the same as saying he's the A to the Z.
6: Right, because okay. it's, it's it's actually new, new age, age, not like bad new age, but like modern. He's the A to the Z, like cool.
2: Right, right, right. It's kind, of, it's kind of hip. It's kind of hip way to right. refer it to him. It's actually right? kind of cool because uh, in Greek, the actual letters, um, alpha. Yeah, A and O. Those were the beginning and end letters in Greek. Well,
1: yeah, except so it wasn't called A and O. It was called alpha, is and what the omega. For, and omega. Yeah. So it's literally the same as saying he's the A to Z. Um, so uh, you're you're literally talking about He is the beginning of everything that we know, the end of everything that we know, and everything in between. When we say um, we can take care of all of your needs from A to Z, what do we mean? From beginning to end
2: and everything in between, okay? We have a really good one on number 15, Prince of Peace. Nice. So I I love the Prince of
1: Peace. Does anybody want to like pop, pipe in on this one before I start going off? Because I'll go off, you know how I am.
2: No, I don't want to add any more time to that.
1: Wow. Okay. So um I I think that it's interesting to contrast that with um the Prince of the Air. Okay. So it's a distinction that um, he's the Prince of Peace. He is bringing peace to the earth and he's reconciling us to God where the prince of the air refers to Satan, right? And he is the one who's contending for our souls versus Satan, who is trying to destroy us.
2: Right. It's literally like the prince of peace and then the exact opposite of the prince of peace, the
1: prince of war. Right. It really sets up this whole dichotomy of the kingdom of light versus the kingdom of darkness, um, kind of fighting after our souls. So um, the way – and I'm pretty I sure that way. you said, now, if I see the way by itself, we know that this is a, a trichotomy, right? I am the I way, the, the truth, and truth the life, No the comes to heaven, except through me. It's another one
2: of the I am table to John.
1: It is, it is, but I am the way, okay, the way, so that's um, talking about, like, the trail, like, right?
2: Mm-hmm. Like How the to road say? to heaven. The road, yes.
1: Okay. All right, God
2: Lord. Lord,
1: that's a good one. Okay, so Lord appears a lot, um, and sometimes it appears the same way you would say, like, sire or sir, right? Right.
2: Like, Lord in Hebrew can refer to, um, like, master or, like, a shepherd over his sheep or, like, a a king over his people, but sometimes it'll use the term Lord. Lord. Mm-hmm. To define the one true Lord, where he would say, uh, in Genesis, is an interesting verse that says, Lord of Lords. Right. And then for, and Lord of all the earth.
1: Right. And also, for anybody who, like, you know, you're reading your Bible, and maybe this is not, maybe you're early in exposure to the Bible, you may often come across the word Lord all in capitals. L-O-R-D. And
2: that, that is actually translated from Yahweh, the actual divine name yeah. of the Lord.
1: Right. So that's, that's how they're replacing. Yahweh in there because um in the Old Testament they weren't supposed to be writing that, right? Yeah. So that's that's how that works. So the morning star. The morning star. I like that one. Maybe know the the actual like reference on morning star. I don't recall offhand. I
2: don't either. Um South Northwest Media, you
1: got any help for us? <laughs> So, yeah, no, this is, so that's a, that's a um, reference to the book of Revelation, the morning star.
0: Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: So, um, you know, I, I do like the reference because the morning star usually refers to really a, a planet, which is either the first thing that you see before the break of dawn or the last thing that you see after the sun is set. But when we're looking just before the break of dawn, it's the very first light that you see before the break of dawn. So um, oh, oh, it's okay. also a reference to Jesus' coming soon and his ministry to come, right? Also, there's
2: this really cool movie called The Prince of Egypt that's the Exodus story.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And uh, Moses – wait, I don't remember if it was Moses or Ramses who says, I'm the morning star. Oh, it was Ramses. Yeah, 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 yeah. said, because I'm the morning star.
1: There's this whole, like, line of thought behind how um, ancient uh, people used to refer – to um to the stars as heavenly hosts. Right. Okay. So this is you know before we had knowledge about gas balls floating in the sky, right? So the good shepherd and the good shepherd. Okay. I need a good shepherd. Yeah. You know he's gonna keep me from falling off a cliff, right? <laughs> Sheep. Sheep are dumb dumb, and that's
2: that's usually us. If one of them just wanders off a cliff, all the others are gonna be like, oh. I wonder if that – no, no, it won't.
1: No, they just just follow, right? They just follow. And um, so the good shepherd helps um, when a sheep has gone astray. They help to find the sheep, right? They care for the needs of sheep. Um, They make sure that the sheep get properly rested. They make sure that the sheep get properly fed and nourished and they have enough water. So the good shepherd is going to take good care of your sheep, right? Um, how about this one? This is a good one, ready? Messiah. Messiah I'm sure there's a cool way to pronounce that in um in uh Messiah. is that it Messiah? I think it not sound as cool as I thought. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so he's
2: the Messiah, right?
1: So he's the one Did oh, that... you
2: point at me? He's the Messiah.
1: <laughs> no, I didn't point at you. So Jesus is Messiah, right? And so what does that mean?
2: Yes.
1: He's the one who is meant to take away the sins of the world and reconcile us to God. Right?
2: Yeah, I was about to say that. All I'm right.
1: All right, there we go.
2: Twenty-one, Son of Man. I. Oh, he's excited about. this All right, one. I'm ready for this one. He's okay. Ready. Okay. <laughs> so this one actually came from a very important vision in Daniel, where um he had a dream where there was this big ugly monster and um. He got condemned to death, and then uh, he sees that there's more than one divine throne, which was the vacancy that Adam and Eve left behind when they uh, did the first sin. And whew, and then uh, he saw a figure called the Son of Man who came on the clouds and sat on the throne. Mm-hmm. And uh, At the, the right side, hand of God. Right? right, at the right hand of God. And everyone worshipped the Son of Man
0: That's alongside
2: right. God. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And so... um. Son of man. If you actually go back to this translation, literally just means a human. So, so this is again because.
1: So, if I said I was a son of man, this is not this is this is not in any way. Be for of man. A, I'd be a daughter of man. I'd be a daughter of man, right? And <laughs> and I'd be a daughter of a man named Hobart. Okay, this is not <laughs> anything special for me. So, I think a lot of times people see this title in scripture. And they miss this whole Daniel reference. And they go, he's just saying that he's the son of men. No, 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 he's not. This is a claim to divinity, right? This is why there are such violent um, reactions when he says he's the son of man. He's not talking about a son of man. He's talking about the son of man.
6: And the one that's taking the throne.
1: Right. And just to be clear, he doesn't want you to think he's not saying that. So, he concludes by saying, and you will see me rising on the clouds and, and seated at the right hand of God.
2: Um, I was on his trial when he said, from this moment on, you will see the Son of Man sitting, <laughs> right. rising on rising on the clouds and sitting at the right hand of God. I was just like, ooh. Right. Just 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 in case you missed it. <laughs> I wasn't just
1: saying I was born of a dude. Okay? I am
0: saying
1: I am, I am, the, am the, the Son of, of Man. <laughs> So that's always, that's always a fun reference there,
2: okay? The Christ. Ooh, the Christ. Okay. That's kind of like this. It's not the same thing as the Messiah, but their definitions are pretty close.
1: But it's pretty much the same. Yeah. So so Christ is Greek for anointed one, right? Right. And so um, so you, you see it used interchangeably with Messiah, which kind of, they made the same. Thing. And
2: this was kind of like a term that you could use for kings because in the Old Testament, uh, a prophet would pour oil on the king's head, so mm. they would anoint them with oil. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But but a,
1: a anointed one is different from the anointed one, right? right. So, yeah, I want to grab that one right
2: there. Right. Savior, Savior. Mm. This I feel like people use this term all the time, but if I actually asked you what it means, you'd be like, uh, like Savior really means like the. The savior of the world who came to take away our sins. Okay, right? so we just defined it by itself, right? Right. Okay. <laughs>
0: it's Still kind of
1: hard to put to wrap your head around, right? Okay. So the, you you can
2: you can know it, you just can't explain it. It's okay. The guy, who saved me.
1: the guy who saved you. Okay, that's a really good one. Okay, so here's here's the way I kind of conceptualize this. Only Jesus could be the savior, okay? He's the only one that could fulfill all the covenants and bring forth a new covenant because um in order to be able to fulfill both covenants you had to be you had to have the character of God. Right. And since he was God, he was the only one who had that same character that God had. So he was perfect and without sin and blameless. So he was able to fulfill the covenant without breaking it. But he was also fully man. So fully God, fully man, he becomes that savior. He's the bridge, literal bridge that that keeps everything um going and allows us to be reconciled to God. The last one that I have right now is Jesus.
2: Oh I wonder
1: what that means. So
2: Yeshua, right? Okay yeah, Yeshua. Yeshua, which was Joshua's name, Joshua, remember, in the Old Testament. Yeah, yeah. Going back to the Old Testament a lot today, I love
1: it. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, it is it is fun. I, I really like talking about the Old Testament. Yes, yes,
2: Yeshua, very much. Yeshua in Hebrew actually means God saves us. Yes, yes. And so, again, if you're thinking about
1: Joshua, okay, this is kind of cool. Joshua is there, okay, with Moses, and he helps to bring the Israelite people, out of slavery, okay, which we were enslaved to sin, and into the promised land, which for us will be heaven, right? So cool. So that's what that that name reference means. So, guys, it's about that time. We're going to go ahead, and uh, that was not exhaustive. We were missing four, but we don't have time to to look up what the other four were. We're going to cut to commercial break, and we'll do our question and answers. How does that sound? Sounds good. All right, just stick with us for about three minutes, and we will be back.
3: Have you looked at the price of Bitcoin lately? Cryptocurrencies are the hottest financial investment right now. Well, what if you can get free Bitcoin fractions by having an app on your phone or PC? Introducing Lolly, a website that rewards you with free Bitcoin pieces with your online purchases. You purchase from one of thousands of companies like Chewy, Old Navy, Groupon and others. You get a percent of your purchase back in Bitcoin. Use my link on freedomizerradio.live or find me on Facebook for your special link to get started. Lolly. Earn free Bitcoin while you shop.
4: Freaks. Outsiders. Weirdos. The Wallflowers oddball loser fish out of water speak up talk quieter we are different there's no arguing it's a fact a patchwork of flaws we grow and adapt we're funky unconventional see life through kaleidoscope eyes in a field full of clovers with our four leaves we bask in blue skies flaws are natural our imperfections our weaknesses are scars There is a misfit in all of us. We just have to be brave enough to embrace who we are.
1: We all know that times are tough and things are really expensive right now. So why not save a little bit of your wallet as well as the landfill? Marty.com carries high quality products at low, low prices. Sometimes up to 70% off of retail. I just got a wonderful package of beef jerky for one cent sent to my house through marty.com. Marty.com offers high-quality products at discount prices. Why? Well, sometimes products are seasonal or overstocked or packaging just changes. It's still great quality food, but it's going to end up in the landfill if we don't find some way to distribute it. And leave that to Marty.com. Now, if you want to save a little extra today, you can get $20 off your first order by going to our Facebook group for Dynamic Word Bible Studies and picking up a discount code there. So check out Dynamic Word Bible Studies at Facebook and find Marty.com on our comments. You'll be able to get this free discount code. It's gonna give you twenty dollars off and it's also a great way to support our show and to keep those landfills light and to save some money on your wallet. And I'm all about saving money. So check out Marty dot com. All right guys, welcome back. And just cool. so you know, yeah. um yeah we've got that advertisement for Marty dot com. All of our social media pages did um kind of get messed shut up. They cut shut down. <laughs> But um, we do have a Dynamic Word Bible Studies uh, page back up. You can actually just message me if you want that link for marty.com. We're happy to give that to you. Now it's time for questions and answers. Would you like
2: to give out our phone number for any listeners who might want to call in? Sure. Our our phone number, not our phone number, our guest call-in number is 319-527-6208. That's 319-527-6208. Press 1 if you want to talk to us.
1: Yep, you can also comment in our chat, and if you're um wanting to comment in your chat, uh, I see we have uh, at least one person in there. You can, totally, you can totally throw that comment in. I'd be happy to read that on air. So let's start with some questions and answers. Um, first of all, did you guys enjoy talking about the names and titles of Jesus? Oh, my gosh.
2: I was surprised how many I knew.
1: Well, you know, we've been doing this for a few Christmases. I'm saying I was just laughing to myself. I was like, "We sound like such a riot. We're so much fun at Christmas time. We actually are, but we do take it a little seriously too, and and we want to honor Jesus uh, with our Christmas time, right? But but yeah, I was like, Jesus yeah.
2: Birthday. Oh, speaking of birthdays, tomorrow is Mom's birthday, and mm-hmm. today is my uncle's birthday.
1: That's right. Happy Woo. birthday, Uncle Hoberg. Shout out to him. He is definitely not listening.
2: But, um, yeah, my birthday
1: is tomorrow. I will be a year older, a year wiser, and, you know, praise God that I can see another year. How about that? We're going to we're gonna go with it that way and keep it super positive. So, um, you get don't to, need to know more everything. I mean, I, when you get to a certain age, you're like,
2: yeah. Uh, Happy birthday. Yay. <laughs> Something I used to celebrate. Right, right.
1: It so much fun. When I was looking forward to getting a driver's license or being able to vote, now it's like, ah, thank you, God, that I'm still breathing. <laughs> That's
0: about it.
1: So um, do you have any personal convictions that are fine for other Christians but you abstain from? I have so many. <laughs> I have so many. Can Cursing
2: say- is definitely one of them for me. So,
1: okay, like, I- I'm going to throw this out here, though. Cursing is actually in the Bible that you're not supposed to let that. You're not supposed to have, what, what do they call it? It's, um, Defiled lips. No, un, unholy talk. Um, and That kind of refers to coarse joke, joking, which actually is very is specified there, um, but also it's, it's talking about cursing. Um, and then it says that we shouldn't speak curses and praise God out of the same mouth, fresh water, and salt water can't come from the same well. Um, so actually, technically, you've got a potty mouth out there, you got to pray about that.
2: Okay? <laughs> no, I'm just saying, like, I'm not trying to it. out anyone. Okay, yeah, yeah, you, yeah. But a lot of my friends are, like, praising God and they're worshiping. But, like, when they're not in church, they they have potty mouths. Like, I catch them
1: sometimes at church. They're <laughs> like, like, yo, God might still deal in lightning bolts. You just don't know, bro. Okay.
2: <laughs> so. You just found some other ways to do it.
1: Right, well, I, you know, so, so cursing, that's one of those things that, but that again, like I said, that's actually in the Bible, that you're really not supposed to do that, so um, I'm talking about things that are maybe not specified in the Bible. I know, I don't drink. Tattoos? Technically in the Bible. Technically in the Bible. I also,
2: cannot find this verse.
1: Oh, I, I'll I'll show it to you later.
2: <laughs> um, so, so te-
1: technically in the Bible, although people have varying opinions on this one. I'm not going to go too deep in that. I'm not saying anybody's, you know, going to have a real problem about those, but, um, but technically, it's there, you know. Okay. I
2: cannot find it.
1: But like, you know, rated R movies not in the Bible, right?
2: I cannot find that verse.
1: Okay. Well, we'll talk about it later.
2: <laughs>
1: um, so I don't, I don't watch rated R movies. I don't drink. Um, I don't smoke. Never have really, you know. I, I was always kind of boring. So um, no drugs, no no drugs, no drugs. Um. So yeah, that sort of thing I tend to steer clear of. And not every uh, Christian is going to share my conviction on those things, right? Right. Right. Can you think of anything else? <sighs> hmm. I mean, I can't think of anything else that's like biblical. I should not do this. I have to be really nice to people who are critical of me.
2: Kids, like someone, some uh, people look down on like people who have like a lot of kids. Okay, okay, but I don't have a lot.
1: I don't think I have like three kids. You know, I have friends who so have like, like
2: three kids. Well, Can you not keep track I, of
1: your children? I have I have three kids, but I I know people who have upwards of you know eight, Army ten. Children. You know, <laughs> lot lots of kids, um, lots of blessings. So, um. Have you ever been chastised for your lack of freedom in an area before?
2: I do not know what that word means.
1: So that means have you ever had anybody make fun of you or tease you or belittle you because you're making a choice? So, for example, you're talking about your friends and how your friends maybe use some coarse language. Maybe they, they make some jokes that they shouldn't make. Maybe they use words they shouldn't use, right?
2: Nope.
1: Um, but, and nobody's ever teased you about not cursing? Nope. That's awesome. Good for you. That was not my reality when I was a kid. That's awesome. Oh, good. Okay. (laughs) It's like, if you do that, I'm not talking to you anymore. Got it.
6: Okay. Um, One of my convictions is not to kiss before getting engaged or marriage. And we knew a lady who, when I had told her that was my conviction before I was even dating, um, she was like, well, you need to experience you need to find out what you like before you settle down. And she started talking bad about my mom saying like she was the one that was brainwashing me or like not um, giving me the experiences I needed to function well in society. And I was like, and, and I didn't, I didn't say this, but it, it, now that I'm saying it out loud, it occurs to me, my mom kissed before she got engaged this is all my thing that's your thing that this, this is my thing and you told me like that's your decision um but yeah no she she was not happy and she's like just don't bother going to your mom come to me for all of your dating advice I'm like I will not do that she's the one who's still married how about that um so
0: ouch
1: oh, to be clear I have been divorced a couple of times <laughs> So, yeah, but you're you're well, a your married now you're a very good guy, and we have a great marriage, like super solid. Um, I did learn a couple of things. I'm, I'm I it took me a while, but I'm not that stubborn. I can <laughs> learn from my mistakes. Okay, so um, so so yes. Um, and and you know it's really funny because we were in church this week, and you weren't actually in church because you were at youth service, right? So, um, but Pastor Joey even said, um. You know, for the for the singles in the room, like, if you choose to date differently, you're going to get criticized for that. Um, it was really interesting because when, when your dad and I got together, and, of course, I was coming off of um, having been divorced, and, and he um, was a new Christian, okay? Like, he had been exposed to Christ before. But he had just renewed his life to Christ, which means that all the time previous single young man, he was living like a single young man, <laughs> a worldly single young man. So he had some different experiences coming in than you do right now because, you know, you grew up in this in this household um, where you were honoring God, you know, basically the whole time. You know, so he, he came in with some, some, some very different experiences, right? Mm-hmm. And um, I can't tell you the kind of criticism you get particularly when you choose to date differently when you've had some worldly experiences, people are like, well, what good does that even do? Well, you know what? It's always good to honor the Lord. Mm
6: -hmm.
1: (laughs) It's always good to honor God, even if you've come from a position of not having honored him before. You see what I'm saying? And so, yeah, you're going to get criticized. for that. I get criticized a lot for not drinking. I think it's interesting. That's like the one, the one like drugs that if you don't use people, Um, criticize you for yeah you know I
6: also get a lot of back like the opposite problem at my church where I'll I'll hold hands with my with my boyfriend um and we'll hug and do do like affectionate things and they're like why are you why are you guys touching each other kind of thing because their culture is very don't publicize that Uh. kind of thing and if you aren't doing it in public you shouldn't do it in private either until you are certain you're going to marry that person um just because you don't want to trip each other up and it's different for everyone you do have to pray about that um about like where god's leading you and there have been times where like my boyfriend and i like we'll be cuddling and then we're like okay so we need to stop at this this is the limit kind of thing cuz mm-hmm. we're getting too close kind of thing yeah. um but yeah no he'll come to my church every now and then we'll hold hands and we'll get some looks uh because that's that's not what they do there's so many people who like they get married and we're like we had no idea they were together because they weren't affectionate and that's okay um I'm not saying either one is right or wrong right just it happens both ways. Well, and so so you go to a predominantly Hawaiian church,
0: mm-hmm.
1: right? Um, and then of course our household is
6: not cre- Hawaiian.
1: Not Hawaiian. And extremely affectionate. We very we,
6: affectionate. It throws my boyfriend for a loop just how affectionate we are. We love our snuggles and
1: you know we say nice
6: things to each other. Her,
1: her boyfriend brought her home from her trip, and we were all lined up at the door to give her hugs and welcome her home and
0: mm-hmm. tell
1: her how much we miss. it her. was like. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like everybody, brothers, sisters, we're ready. Come, come here, hug. Hugs. Come on. Come on. We need a hug.
0: <laughs>
1: so yeah, it can be a little bit different. Um, how does it feel when you feel like criticized for living in a certain way when
6: other people are doing different things? I'd say for the church one, like when they when they were like, Why are you holding his hand and stuff? It at first for quite a few days, I know I I called you as soon as we were done having a discussion. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, my gosh, am I doing everything wrong? Yeah. Um, <laughs> am I, like, sinning and just tuning God's voice out and replacing his voice for my own? And, like, I was losing my mind. Personal right. um, conviction is fine. <laughs> I was like, I don't need Satan to, to condemn me. I can do that all right. by myself. You, you're really good at it all by yourself. You don't <laughs> need any help. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it, it took a few days, and it was very Troubling for me because it's like you, these are my my friends who are supposed to be lifting me up and um, I felt like I was isolated I was in the wrong
0: uh,
6: and it took it took a while of being like okay at the end of the day this is my relationship with God and with my boyfriend what's most important is what God thinks so we're at an impasse <laughs> God, what is okay and what's not okay, mm-hmm. and God's play. And you, I was talking to you, and you're like, you need to stop worrying about this. It, 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 it's fine. Like, I know you, you're not going to try and purposely do something bad.
1: Right, and I, and I think that a lot of times people kind of view, like, this this whole, like, um, public display of affection that if you're displaying that much affection in public, what are you doing in private?
6: Right, and you know, I I things. get it because there's I have a friend they're married now, um, but they were super affectionate, like super, and it threw me for a loop. I was like, my goodness, like clutch my pearls. That's that's making me blush, and I'm all for affection, <laughs> but that's where they were okay. They that's that's where their line was is they're okay with being extra affectionate mm-hmm. and. They are happily married. They didn't do anything wrong. They were totally pure before the Lord when they got married. Everything was in the okay, but it was different from how my relationship looked. They were, like, miles above affection, and it was great. Well, I think
1: that sometimes when we're in an area, like, I I don't know, like, for me, my, my areas of where I'm not supposed to pass, I'm super comfortable with those. Like, I am not jealous of you watching a rated R film you see what I'm saying? Not you in particular necessarily, but right. like, like someone else watching something or, or doing something. What do you mean you didn't watch
6: Braveheart? Right. No, I didn't actually. No. It's actually pretty good. A little, I, I only heard, watched it once. I'm okay with that. Yeah. I, I've heard it was good. You know, it, it's okay.
1: Like, it's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't sit there and go, oh, man, I didn't watch that. And, like, I, I really don't get jelly, okay? Um
2: like, I'm not going to fit in now.
1: But for some people – you know, they want to do other things, but they feel this personal conviction. And then when they see you expressing a freedom, they can kind of react and respond in ways that are not necessarily, you know. Christ-like. Right, right, because because they're dealing with some jealousy or some desire to be able to do something different. Or well, why is it
0: okay for her and not for
1: me, you know. I get that. Yeah. So, so, so there's that, too. Like, we're humans, right? We're, we're all humans. So um, how about this one? Can you think of a time – when you have curbed your behavior to keep another believer from stumbling.
6: We had this thing in our friend group where if somebody was talking bad about something, if it was a joke or not, we would say, give me your hand. And we'd like, like lightly slap their hand and mm-hmm. be like, don't talk bad about yourself. And in the beginning, it was um all very like trying to be uplifting, but it, did the opposite problem where she started feeling like she couldn't say anything uh-huh. without getting a slap on the wrist.
1: Right. Well, so the thing is, it's not to curb their behavior, right? Mm-hmm. Because who do they answer to? God. Right. That's what the verse said. Not to worry about curbing other people's behavior because they answer to God. God can talk to them. You don't have to slap those little wrist. Mm-hmm. You see
2: what I'm saying? Um, hmm. There was a time where we got we were starting to get for that same thing, just talking bad about ourselves.
1: Mhm. Mhm. Yeah, no, I'm trying to think of like a time where I've had to curb something that I would consider an area of freedom so as not to disrupt someone else. Um, okay, 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 okay. I, I I can think of one. Okay. I have a very, very good friend who comes from a different faith background. She became a Christian but she was um she was involved in uh, she brought up as a Wiccan, okay? And so holidays for her looked very much like Christmas, like because they celebrate Yule. And so much of the pagan rituals of Yule have been, like, kind of cross-pollinated with Christian, Christian Christmas. Do you mm-hmm. see what I'm saying? And so she felt uncomfortable when she became a Christian celebrating Christmas traditionally the way that we would as Americans because it too much resembled the pagan holiday of Yule that she was accustomed to celebrating. And so she um, kind of started moving towards um, Jewish holidays and Hanukkah for a different way of celebrating, Um, which Hanukkah is a really cool holiday anyway, because, you know, if you've ever read Maccabees, it's a cool celebration. Oh, my gosh. But what's cool about it is it's all about celebrating the presence of God. And then Christmas and the, the two holidays, and this is true of basically everything that Christ does, is it parallels those Jewish holidays to give a specific message about what's going on. Okay? So it parallels this this Christian holiday, which we we know has been moved, okay? He wasn't born December 24th. For those of you who don't know, he was not born December 24th, okay? So it's been moved to parallel this because Hanukkah was a celebration of the um, continuing of the burning of the menorah in the temple, which indicated the presence of God. And Jesus being born in the manger was Emmanuel, Emmanuel. Christ with us, the presence of God. Okay? So that's why those two holidays kind of parallel
0: to each other.
1: Um, so, um, so for that, like, you know, so she's celebrating differently. And I love Christmas. I do. I know that there's some, like, pagan ritual and stuff involved in that. But um, we really do, like, work hard to honor Christ and Christmas, and I adore Christmas. It's one of my favorite seasons. So much fun. Um, So I wanted to make sure never to criticize her opting to do things differently because the holiday just hit her different. She has a good reason, though. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I think that most people do have a good reason for doing the things that they do. Um, So it's one of those things where I could operate within the freedom to celebrate Christmas the way that I was. Um, and then she operated in a different kind of freedom to celebrate holidays the way that she wanted to. Um, and uh, nobody's to judge for that. Um, is it ever hard just to let God be the judge of other believers? Yes. Yes. <laughs> she said yes. <laughs> Tell me more okay.
6: about that yes. Because. It's especially hard when they're telling you what they're going through, uh-huh. and it's, it's it's especially hard for me because I'm like I have the answer. You don't listen to me. Listen.
1: Okay, don't listen to God either.
6: Right. <laughs> so I, and and we are in in Las Vegas. I've I've discovered this past week in Las Vegas. We have a very southern ish culture, or at least yes. I do, where um, I won't tell you directly
0: uh, what is wrong. Uh, uh-huh,
6: uh-huh. I will say all of the nice words, but think of all of the things that are blatant blatantly need to be addressed in my mind. She's saying, "Bless your, bless her heart." Bless your heart, but Over really, you need to go get help.
1: Right. Um,
6: right. 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 Because if I said, "Listen here, friend," you're the problem, nobody else but you, they're not going to take that well. I mean, I
1: have a few friends who could say that to me, and I have a few friends I could say that to and have said that to. For sure.
6: But the friends who tell me their problems. They're usually not the ones.
1: No. They're
6: really not. <laughs> so they I won't say that to the friends that are going to say you're the problem because they'll say you're the problem. <laughs> right. And so then you just kind of have to be like, Lord, and he's like, I got it. Mm-hmm. stop trying to make it better. You're not the one who's able to fix this. It's me. Let yeah. them, let, let them, it's it's like that thing on TikTok where like you see the Holy Spirit or the angel, like beating up the Christian after they mess up and God's like, let them breathe, let them breathe, let them breathe. Right, 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 now right. Go. Right.
1: <laughs> so I, I will say this, is that I feel like, and, and um, for those of you who missed it, um, I had pastor Christopher dare um, at uh, councilman, Christopher, Christopher dare. Guys, you missed also. that episode. Finish this, oh. this show. And then go back. Go back
2: and watch
1: that one. His testimony is the first part of it. And, and like, he was, like, kind of, it, it's really weird to say because I want to say he's, like, five or ten years older than me. Not much older than me to the point. But kind of was um, kind of a spiritual dad to me. Um, and, and he absolutely made me a better person, okay, by being in a relationship with him and his wife because um, he was so good at this. He's so good at the whole, like, you know, I mean, I can tell you the truth if you want to know the truth, but God's also going to tell you, so I really don't have to. like he so I don't just, need you know, my help. Right.
2: Faster <laughs>
6: right. if we get this done now.
1: <laughs> right. And he would always tell you the truth it, it, in the most charming and sweet, decent way that anyone could ever possibly tell you. You know what I'm saying? Um, but, like, he, he taught me how to do this well. And I remember um, people who were, at our church for a long period of time that were in very contrasting lifestyles to what the Bible and the church supported. Let me put it that way. And nobody ever said anything.
2: Nobody no, did. No.
6: Nobody said anything. The our parents th- wouldn't say anything. No. The pastor wouldn't say anything. Right.
1: I, I'm even thinking about like full grown adults. Like nobody said anything. Um, we were a safe place for them to learn about Jesus. And, eventually you would see them come into a different conclusion about how they were living and and you would see God working in their lives, doing different things. Um, But it was, no nobody was trying to break them out of whatever they were doing. We were like, we can trust God and the Holy Spirit to move in your life, however they're going to move in your life. And um, I don't do well with that. Yeah. Well, you know, it's a good practice good practice because God is better at all of this than we are like he really is and uh yeah so I so I actually feel like that's one of those areas where the Lord has taught me to speak only when he tells me to speak um and to uh listen and to just point the way to Jesus so um that one I kind of feel like I've got a good grip on you know which means that later on this week I'm going to have an opportunity to find out whether or not that's true right <laughs> He's gonna be like, let's see. <laughs> Put your money where your mouth is. How does the idea of God's kingdom being primarily about relationship with Him rather than our actions make you feel?
6: I'm comfy. Why is that? Because I like actions. I like doing the things. Mm-hmm. I like seeing the results. Mm-hmm. Um, at the same time, it's it's, it's his job, not mine. Right.
1: Well, it's, uh, it's not even his job. His job is done. It's already done.
6: Mm-hmm. It is already done. Um, the problem I have with this currently now, because uh, I've gotten better. Mm-hmm. I I, ha- I think I, I really have gotten better. I agree. But then God did a thing while I was away, and I haven't told you this. So Uh-oh. prepare yourself.
1: Um, She's about to out herself on air. and we're. That's
6: gonna... why I didn't want to show up because uh-huh. I knew I was going to out myself. I told my friends yesterday, I'm like, I'm not showing up because I'm going to testify to 100,000 people who are going to know exactly how terrible I am. Okay. Um, no, no what's great about this is we're going to see what my actual reaction is. Okay. So I'll try not to guard it, um, especially for on air, but I usually react pretty well. Yes. Okay. So I, I've got, uh, let me see the question again because I want to make sure I'm phrasing okay. it the right How way.
1: does the idea of God's kingdom being primarily about relationship with him rather than our actions make you feel?
6: Good. Um, yes, because it's no longer a transaction. Uh, I should be doing things mm-hmm. because he asks me to. And this is where the confession comes in. Okay. I'm at my friend's church in Ohio, uh-huh. and it is a small church. Very Pentecostal, which I am all for. I like Pentecostal church. Okay. And we have been working two days, moving to enti- not only a an apartment, but also an entire schoolhouse that nobody else was helping with. So it's a lot of work. I'm like, I'm at church. I'm going to be with God. I'm going to relax, and we're worshiping. And God says there's someone outside the building that needs to get invited to church. And I go,
2: nope. Feel <laughs> she's like, this is my time, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> I know.
6: Every year I've had to do some sort of mission trip. And I, not today. Not today. It's my turn. But no. And so I get this feeling. And you, you know me. I'm always like, is it God? Is it me? That one was God. It was. Well, you definitely weren't thinking of that at the time. No. That's that's Um,
1: always a good clue. If this is not coming from you, then then you know it's probably the Lord. Exactly.
6: So I'm coming up with excuses. I'm pinned in in the middle of the pew. I can't get out either way. I could have totally gotten out the front way. Sure. There was two chairs. I could have just immediately just maneuvered around that. It's like, okay, 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 okay. If someone prays for me during worship, I'm a stranger. No one's going to pray over me. Uh, If someone prays over me during worship, then I'll do it. Okay. Allie prays for me. As soon as I finish that, I'm like, gosh, dang it, Allie. Why? <laughs> and I still didn't do it. <gasps> no. No. And oh. I felt so guilty because guess what the message was? What? Building community through sharing the gospel. It's like this <laughs> <bitch>, sucks. <stop. laughs> and then it gets worse. Okay. There's this lady that knows my friend and she had come and she hugged me before worship started. And she goes, wow, you are a prayer warrior. There is Holy Spirit anointing on you. Uh-huh. I got to take a step back because this is just too hot for me. And I was like, oh, wow, what a great compliment. She pulls me aside after the service. She goes, hey, can I pray for you? I feel like you have a conflicting spirit inside of you. I was like, shoot. Shoot. Before you pray for me, let me just confess what I did wrong just now. I didn't invite somebody to your church because this ain't my church. I don't know nothing about this church, and I'm just inviting a random stranger. That's the worst excuse. I'm just coming up with excuses. She's like, you're not strong enough to ruin God's plans. I realize that, right? There's a lot of people in that church. Any one of them could have gone. I was praying that someone else would do it, and no one else did. Oh, no. But no. And she's like, you're not strong enough to mess it up. Did you mess up? Yeah. But right. there is grace and there's forgiveness. God doesn't love you any less for that. I'm like, I understand that. But you know what? If you ask me to repent right now, I'll say sorry, but I still don't want to go out there. <laughs> I don't want to talk to nobody <laughs> And that's where I'm at. So the past four days have been nothing but conversations of I'm sharing the gospel I'm talking to random strangers about Christ and I'm like I would rather die okay I hear you and the whole and I'm on a plane with a man who's scared he is terrified of planes and we had nothing but turbulence and I was like gosh dang it I can't do that again hey friend you doing okay he's like don't talk to me understood no problem there cool and we said nothing. But, yes, that is where I'm at. So, and she's just smiling at me. So how does the idea of God's kingdom being primarily about relationship with him rather than our actions make you feel? Right now, pretty good. Okay. Okay. But, <laughs> but I was still blatantly disobedient. Right, 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 right. I sat in God's face and said, no,
2: Right. right, right. I don't want to do that.
6: Well, and and that would be one of those
1: examples of us not acting in faith based on what the Lord has told us, right? Um, And that's tough. I'm defiant. I am a terrible Christian. Well, I'm not going to say that you're a terrible Christian. What I'm going to say is you might want to pray over that.
6: (laughs) I'm still defiant. I don't want to talk to nobody. I was still in Las Vegas on the plane I said oh good a culture I understand where you stay out of their business and they stay out of mine I was like oh shoot
1: mm-hmm. it's really hard to foster community if you're not fostering community
6: <laughs> I know <laughs> I know yeah yeah I but, hate small towns <laughs> I'll be praying for you <laughs> I didn't like the conviction
1: no but you know what like if we're being honest like we've all had that time you know where we've passed somebody and you know the Lord spoke to us and said hey you need to talk to that person I'm sweating And I'm we so don't. Oh, no! do you know what like I don't think has anybody not had that time when like God okay maybe not you cross you're perfect we got it okay
6: <laughs> Her is not mine
1: ah, but, but like, I totally had that time when it was just going to be an awkward situation. I didn't really want to deal with it, and I was like, I mean,
2: you know, God, you could send a donkey. You made a donkey talk once. Like, you could do it again. Um, I mean, maybe the Bible only records it happening once. Maybe he's done it, it several could, times. It could be happen
1: a lot of times. Like, who knows? So, um, so yeah, like, I, I think that we've all had that time, like, legitimately, where we didn't we, we didn't want to lose faith or we didn't want to say something
0: <clears throat> to
1: someone in a conversation, you know, maybe we'd be embarrassed if they, if they rejected us, rejected the gospel, like whatever, you know, um, or, or we just were like, I just don't want to go do this.
2: Yeah. There was a time where there were some people praying and I, and I, I heard voices like nudging me just like, you need to go pray for that person. I was like, are, oh, in a yeah, pra- it was cool. when I was like praying for all my friends and I was like, I'm already in the prayer group, and he's like, you "Need to go pray for them." I'm like, "I don't know them," and, he, and I was like, "They're on the blue team." In case you didn't know,
1: oh, that's the wrong team. We were on the yellow team. <laughs> it was a highly contentious thing, and it was between blue and yellow. I I don't
2: I don't still hold a grudge, but oh.
1: but we should have won.
2: We were like five points behind them.
1: Okay, so anyway. Anyways, anyways
2: uh, <laughs> he was on the blue team, I was like, how about I play for Nobel instead? And he's like, fine, you got to go back and pray for that person after. I'm like, yeah, so fine. Did,
1: you, did you ever play, pray for him? I don't
6: remember. <gasps> you know what's even worse about my story? What? I was on Instagram, and Instagram, there's reels. And I saw a person sharing a thing where he's like, yeah, God can use the donkey. That's why I, I, it's even worse because that's what you just said, a donkey. Oh, no. <laughs> and it shows, like, it's okay. God used the donkey, right? And it flips to where God's like, stop giving me things I can use. Give me what I want. And I'm like, ah!
2: Okay, but I mean so uh, I'm remembering now. I didn't I didn't pray for him, but after I was done praying for Nobel, I had him on the back and I said it's gonna
1: be okay. Oh, was that and was that was what God called you to do? No.
2: No,
1: no, it's not, right?
2: So it's still
1: disobedient. And so yeah, I mean sometimes we're all disobedient, y'all, okay. But what's beautiful about that is that God calls us to be in relationship with him, right? And so let me let me say this. I I'm both of you guys' moms, so that you're an adult, so it doesn't really quite count the same way with you, Mariah, right? Okay, but if I ask you to do something, and you tell me you will.
6: Oh, no. No. No.
2: Not that one. And you break
1: your promise. And you break your promise, okay? Does it break our relationship? No. Makes it a little.
2: You know, I could have disowned us if I say I'm going to take out the trash and then don't. No,
1: you don't, you know. Cause sometimes you forget, right? You're not gonna drop me off at the orphanage one say. <laughs> it doesn't break the
6: relationship, but your trust goes down. It
1: does a little bit, and then maybe the next time I ask you, I'm like, "You're really gonna do it now, right?"
2: Uh, no, you. Right? No, you just. No, it's like, you know I mean right now, right? <laughs> Out the trash! I don't shake you. (laughs) Okay, we're gonna think I abuse you. I know. Okay, you're like take out the trash, take out the trash, take out the trash. That's a very effective method with me. I'm like, okay, this woman keeps telling me to take out the trash. I'm just gonna do it so I can go back to whatever I'm doing.
1: Please stop telling me to take out the trash. If you do it, I'll stop telling you. Right. So, um, right, right, right. So I'll move into a, a, a place where I don't feel like your yes is your yes. Right. Like that's. That's where we move into, but that doesn't mean that I stop loving you or stop caring about you, right? And and it also doesn't mean I don't expect you to do it right the next time. And don't I always give you another opportunity to try again? So Mariah, just pray about that situation because I expect that God will continue to give you opportunities. I
0: don't want them
1: though. <laughs> it's scary. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we're a little over time, so I'm not going to go into the whole talk about the Great Commission, but, you know, the Great Commission. Uh, That's what you're called to do, and there's that. Um, (laughs) Poor Mariah, she kept saying, I don't want to go back on the show. I always confess something terrible that makes me seem like a bad person. I promise you, you're no worse than any of the rest of us. We all do the same thing. We all think the same things. We're, We're all going to. I
6: don't like exposing myself. And
1: you know what else like the Bible says that we don't go through any temptation that Jesus didn't also go through. Well, so Jesus he may have he may have done it right, but he probably also looked at that person every once in a while and said, "God, I just want to sit here and pray. I don't want to share the gospel with this person right now. I just want to be in your presence." Does that make you feel a little better? No. No, because he did
6: it. Because he did it. <laughs> All yes,
1: right. I
2: understand
6: what you're saying. Thank you so much.
1: All right. Okay. Oh,
2: oh, I got messing up the, the
1: microphone. The dog just came in, so I think that we're going to go ahead and uh, use this time to end. Thanks for joining us, guys. We're so thankful to be here. I hope to see you next week. We will have a special guest. Madeline will be joining us from church yes. for her testimony. I don't know what the message is going to be about yet, but we will find out. <laughs> we will find out. It's going to be great. I'm sure. The Lord anoints Bear all his us. words. So, it's good. <laughs> um, so thank you so much, and have a great day, guys. Bye.
2: Bye. Bye.